The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quickets, your Friday, July 14th edition, and we are back from the All-Star break. Darn, did we need baseball. This this is just too long. It was nice for the first few days, getting to sleep a little more in the morning, but yeah, this isn't cutting it. We need to get back to the grind. That is MLB DFS, so let's get at it. We have an awesome 15-game slate, some really good pitchers to target, some major gamble pictures of huge upside to target a lot to like a lot of scenarios to attack on a loaded 15 game slate DraftKings has some big competitions for some big money uh there might not be the best competitions you know entry price wise winning wise all that but there is money to be made if you hit the right lineup let's dig into the weather cubs at orioles uh 40 percent chances of rain Dwindles off as evening goes on, late start, or they might put a doubleheader on the weekend. Beware of that. It's warm and humid. Great hitting conditions if they get the game in. Slight chances in Pittsburgh. Looks like it'll die off, hopefully. Some not bad Cardinals and Pirates. Uh, Nothing like a bunch of rain delays to start the break. That'd be just great. Rockies-Mets, 40% chances all night. Let's keep an eye on that one. DeGrom is one of the best pitchers on the slate, if not the best. And he's got rain issues, which is just, just awesome. Uh, Nationals Reds raining during the day dwindles off at night should be okay there nice nice hitting environment in Cincinnati between Gio and Feldman Uh, as you go on some more you got a seven hour game between the Yankees and the Red Sox to look forward to Toronto at Detroit wind blowing out hard to left field interesting matchup there got D-backs at Braves rain dying off okay hitting environment on that one so really only a few major win, uh, rain concerns early. Cleveland-Oakland late at night, wind blowing out hard to right center field. And that's it. So a couple nice wind environments, a couple rains to look out for. Overall, not too bad on our first day back at the grind. We're going to get into the pitching. There are, If you go on the DraftKings slate on Thursday afternoon, there are four pitchers to be determined, but uh, two have been named. Washington's going with Gio Gonzalez, and the Angels are going with Ricky Nolasco. You can search their names if you want them. Still waiting on the Yankees and the Royals. Haven't seen anything from them yet, so 
keep an eye on that. Uh, if you want to attack the Red Sox with Yankees, it's a GPP play because it should be one of their top guys. The Royals um, in their matchup with uh, – they are playing at home against the Rangers – could be interesting depending on who they use in that one. But um, we have tons of other options, and let's get at it. Your totals real quick, as always. Cubs at Orioles, 10. Cardinals at Pirates, 8. Dodgers, Marlins, 8.5. Rockies, Mets, 8. Nationals at Reds, 10. Yankees at Red Sox, 9. Blue Jays at Tigers, 9. Diamondbacks, Braves, 9.5. Mariners, White Sox, 9.5. Twins, Astros, 9. Phillies, Brewers, 9.5. Rangers, Royals, 9.5. Indians, A's, 8. Rays, Angels, 8.5. Giants, Padres, 8. So that's a whole lot of 9s and aboves, a good chunk of 9.5s, and a couple 10s. We have no Coors. So I told you, lots of hitting to attack, but pitching as well. Let's kick it off with your high-priced option on your Friday slate. Carlos Carrasco, $12,100 at the Oakland A's. Carrasco has been up and down throughout the year, but three of his last four starts, he got 28 or more DraftKings points. He had one just nasty start at home against the Rangers. Uh, but, you know, 26, even so if you have four or five back, 26 or more, which is pretty darn solid with two 30s in the mix there. Uh, when you look at his home roads on the season, 17.6 DraftKings points at home, 23.5 on the road. He's had one start against the A's this year. He went seven innings, four hits, two earned, seven Ks. For 26.2 points, and that was at home. Now he goes to Oco Coliseum, much, much more pitcher-friendly ballpark, facing an A's team that strikes out 25.4% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Carrasco, the great K percentage of 27.5. Low walk rate, a swinging strike rate of almost 13%. Low hard contact, great ground ball rate, tons to like about Carrasco. A's have the second lowest team total at 3.75. Lefty's hitting 314. Righty's 284. The A's are always sneaky because they do have really good power against lefties and righties. Really, really good power. Uh, they've been doing a lot of damage and even at home against in a good pitching ballpark. So if you know they run into a field in Carrasco, you wouldn't be shocked. The K upside is tremendous for Carrasco, and that even allows him to give up a couple of runs like we've seen with Scherzer lately and Kluber and those guys. They can give up two or three, go get me eight plus Ks and seven or more innings and maybe get a win out of it, and boom, we are good to go. So Carrasco at 12-1 is in play. Next up, we go to Jacob DeGrom, 11-8 at home against the Rockies. Mentioned the rain could be a factor there. Keep an eye on that. He got hit around his last start out at St. Louis, but prior to that, 39.4 at home against Philly, 31 at the Giants, 31 at home against the Nationals. 31.4 31.4 at home against the Cubs. DeGrom has been phenomenal, as I mentioned on my Around the Bases pod with Mo, my co-host. A couple episodes ago, DeGrom was one of my biggest all-star snubs. He's been amazing this year. He's uh, averaging 22.4 points at home. be his first start against Colorado on the season. We've noticed the Rockies are not the same on the road. That's the thing we've noticed for years, but they started out pretty good, actually. But as late, they have been struggling, to say the least. Um they strike out almost 23% of the time against right-handed pitching. In the last 30 days, DeGrom fifth best on the barrel. Fifth getting barreled only 0.85% of the time in the last 30 days. That is outstanding. Uh, really top-notch stuff there. And he's striking out 26.5% of the batters he's facing. DeGrom is in a really, really good spot, You know, rain permitting, but uh, over a 14% K rate. The hard contact is there from time to time, but we love the ballpark. 
We love the matchup. And they have the lowest total on the board at 374. I said the A's were 375, so basically neck and neck. Lefty's 288, righty's 308 versus DeGrom. Um, I like him a ton tonight as well at 11-8. Now you dip down to the next tier. So Crasco, DeGrom, 1A, 1B. I'd probably go DeGrom and save 300, but Crasco has a big, big upside in that matchup against Oakland. Plus, he'll be on the West Coast. Uh, you never know. It, it, DeGrom might be heavily owned compared to Carrasco, and you might want to pay 300 more and go Carrasco. Not a problem at all with that one. Now we get down to the next range, and a guy we've been avoiding quite a bit is Johnny Cueto. He has been struggling. If you believe in ERA, he's got four five one ERA. Minus 2.3 points his last time at home against Miami. Um, 8.1 at Pitt. And he had 15 against the Mets, 16-2 at Atlanta, 5, 9.3. Then he had a couple 20s and an 18. But he's been slumping big time. And a big factor there has been walks. Six walks his last start, four, three, four. And he's not getting the strikeouts. So this is a risky play. But he's on the road against the San Diego Padres. This is something we're going to target all the time. Padres strike out 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Obviously, Cueto's been struggling. He is second worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days, getting barreled 6.7% of the time. Only striking out 14% of the batters he faces, walks almost 12%. But everything I just told you, there you go. He's struggling a lot. So, for one, people might overlook him uh, because of that. But he's got a phenomenal matchup against the Padres. We know the Padres can run into it from time to time. There's no doubt about it. Even with as bad as he's been, the Padres have the fourth lowest team total on the board at 3.91. Lefties are still only hitting 305, righties 288. Cueto's just getting himself in trouble. Padres have a tremendous... Are a tremendously low Woba against right in a pitching of 297, okay ISO of 164. It's a very intriguing option if you don't want to take the gamble. Totally get it. Tremendous upside, but it is a big gamble. The way he's been pitching, it's been a mess. And as we'll see tomorrow night, on Friday night, if you're listening on Friday, it's really interesting. After four days off for a lot of these guys, you don't know how they're going to come back. They might come back slow. Pitching might be bad, so the hitters have the advantage. You, you never know in each matchup. It's different for every player. Some go on vacation. You see a picture of Verlander. He's on a beach the last three days. Well, he's pitching Friday night. So who knows what these guys are. Maybe some of them just need the break. They're veterans. They know what they're doing. You never know. Lots of gambling going on on Friday night. Cueto is one of them at $8,900. Next up, Garrett Cole, $8,500 at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. Cole was very good his last time out at Philadelphia, a team that hits a lot of left-handed bats. Lefties hit Cole extremely well. He still was filthy, 8Ks. He's had 8 and 7Ks in his last two, five or more in four straight. If you go back even farther, yeah, four straight there. Walks have been limited. He has given up one home run in each of his last four starts, but two earned. He had a bad outing against the Giants of seven, and then one and one at St. Louis at Milwaukee. Been very, very good when it comes to the earned run department of late. Going up against a Cardinals team, strikes out 21.3% of the time versus righties. Cole striking out 20.6. Great ground ball rate from Cole. Um, it's a very intriguing matchup. The price is, you know, pretty pretty accurate where you'd expect it for Garrett Cole. St. Louis, third lowest total on the board at 3.88. Lefties do it 369. Carpenter, great career success against Cole. We'll get into that later on the BVP part at the end. He's been phenomenal. But they don't have a ton of lefties. It's a righty-heavy lineup. you got Pham, Piscotti. Grichik, DeJong, who's been money, Martinez, if he's in the lineup, Voigt, all these right-handed bats, Molina behind the dish, 
it's a righty heavy lineup. They might, you know, put a couple subs in here and there, but they're bench lefties. Not saying they won't do it, but they're not your normal starting lefties. Not, it's not like Carpenter and a bunch of good lefties. It's a different lineup. It's righty heavy. Does that mean Cole's in the clear? No. But it is a phenomenal matchup uh, against the Cardinals in a good pitcher's ballpark in PNC on Friday evening. So your middle two is Cueto, Cole. I got Cole over Cueto. So Cole one, Cueto two in the middle. Now we get down below. Actually, sorry, we have one more. So we have three in this range. I forgot I scribbled them in late. Our boy, my boy, our boy, Jake Faria of the Tampa Bay Rays goes on the road at L.A. against the Angels. Good pitching environment there uh, down in Anaheim. Coming off a 14.1 point performance against Boston. He's averaging 22.4 points on the year. On the road, he's averaging 26.7. He has been filthy on the road. Last few road starts at Baltimore. He got 20.6 points at Detroit, 31-6. At Toronto, 28-1. Three road starts, three amazing starts. He's got 20 or more points in like four or five of his starts. He's been really, really good. I keep saying eventually that shoe's going to drop, you'd think, but he hasn't done it, and he's in a great matchup against Anaheim. One thing to keep in mind, we do get the return of Michael Trout on Friday night. The Angels strike out about 20% of the time versus righties. Faria striking out 24.3% of he faces. Swinging strike rate of almost 12. Barely walks any guys. Super low hard contact. Very little home runs. There's a lot to like about Faria. 427 total for Anaheim is about middle of the pack. Lefty's only hitting 238. Righty's 254. This kid is outstanding. Um, Anaheim, you know, their offense isn't world beaters. They'll run into some, but nothing crazy. I love Faria. I've been playing him every time out. And when he has that bad outing, I'm just going to take it. Uh, take it with a grain of salt and move on because he has done phenomenal and every pitcher has bad outings. So he's in a great matchup. So in the three in the middle, I got Faria number one, Cole number two, Cueto number three. That's where I got those ranked out. Now let's get in. I got six pitchers from 71 or below. Some are really big risk, some aren't. So this is our punk department where you got to pick and choose what your risk level is. And we kick it off with Dan Straley, $7,100 at home against the Dodgers. Dodgers, phenomenal offense. We know this. There's a lot to be worried about there. But A, he's pitching in a great pitcher's ballpark there in Miami. Big strikeout guy. Um, 24 4, 15-9, 11-7, 21-1, 31-9. Those are his last five starts. He's been really, really good of late. Um, at home, averaging 18.4 DraftKings points, only a 2-3-1 ERA, a whip of 101, and a a batting average against of 189. Been very, very good in his nine home starts. And he's facing a Dodgers team he faced earlier this year at home. Five and two-thirds innings, four hits, three earned, uh, eight strikeouts for 22.6 points against the Dodgers. It's a scary matchup for the fact that um, the Dodgers are great offense. Straley in the last 30 days, 23rd best on the barrel, fifth getting barreled. 3.7% of the time, he's striking out over 23% of the batters he faces and walking 4.63. Now he's facing, this is another reason why it's an intriguing play because he might give up a few runs, might give up a few home runs. But the Dodgers strike out over 23% of the time versus righties. That can't be ignored for the upside in that department. And as good as they are, their team total is middle of the pack at 435. Lefties are only hitting 277, righties 318 Australia. It's a punt at 71, but it's a high, high upside punt that'll be a great GPP play, in my opinion, because most people will not use pitchers against the Dodgers. So there leaves a lot to be desired in that play. 
So uh, Straley definitely on the board for me at $7,100. Next up, we look at a risky, risky, risky play. I'm talking Kevin Gossman, $6,900 at home against the Chicago Cubs. Gossman was roughed up late in his start. He started out really well against Minnesota. Got roughed up, still had seven Ks. Seven or more Ks in three or four starts. Seven, nine, four, nine. Um, he had 35-4, 20.4, and 20 in those three starts prior to the blow-up at Minnesota. It is the Cubs. It is, they'll have a DH in the American League ballpark. But we have to remember, this Cubs offense is not that good right now. They have struggled tremendously this year. They strike out 22.5% of the time versus righties. It leaves upside for Gossman, who's looks like he might be figuring things out. Now, they do have the fifth highest team total on the board at 497. Lefties 311. Righties 361 off Gossman. It's a tremendous risk, a great GPP play in my mind, because if he even gets you 15 or more, his ownership will be so low, it could be real big on a a Friday night 15-game slate where he's only $6,900. So the upside's there, but it's, it's risky as risky can be. Just fair warning. As we go down some more, you got Charlie Morton's back against Minnesota. If you want that upside, you can go with it. It's in Houston. I'll move on to a different choice. But he wasn't bad against Toronto. Six innings, one earn. Only three Ks, though. We wanted more Ks. We still got you 18 points in that start. So going against Minnesota, Charlie Morton can definitely be an option for you. Uh, Brandon McCarthy, $6,900 at the Marlins. I want to bring up because McCarthy's so good. He's not getting hit hard. But his strikeouts just have not been there of late. Um, Miami strikes out over 20% they face. McCarthy's a really good pitcher. He's not going to usually not going to get hit a ton, but the strikeouts haven't been there. So he's an option if you need him, but just beware. Now we go to one of the ones I like a lot down here and hopefully it doesn't backfire on me, but I'm talking uh, Clayton Richard at home against the San Francisco Giants. Richards, you know, 11.9 points his last start out. He's averaging 11.4 on the season. He's all or nothing. Tremendous upside, though. At home, he's got an ERA of 5.4, but a fantasy points per game of 12.3. He's made two starts against the Giants, 11 and a third total innings, six certain runs total, six Ks, averaging eight points a game versus the Giants. It's risky as risky can be, but it's the Giants who, as a whole, offense isn't good. They, strike out, they don't strike out a ton, though. 19% strikeout rate versus lefties. Uh, Richards does have an amazing ground ball rate of 57.3. That's one thing I really, really like to see. Giants have the fifth lowest team total on the board of 4.09. Lefties hitting 296. Righties are hitting an impressive 365. But when you're talking Giants, a horrible Woba of 295 versus lefties. And one of the worst ISOs in all of baseball at 129 versus lefties. Tremendous upside with Richard. But we know Richard, he can start walking the world and get you nothing. So it's all or nothing with Richard, but at 6700 bucks makes for a really very, very good punt option. Another punt I like, and he should be extremely low-owned and always comes with risk every start out, but the upside is huge with him. I'm talking R.A. Dickey, 6600 bucks, and he's been bringing it lately. At Washington, 24.8. At the A's, 14.1. At home against Milwaukee, 26.2. At home against the Giants, 28.8. Got beat up at Washington, at home against Philadelphia, 32. Five of his last six starts, 14 or more. Four of his six, 25 or more. That's outstanding from R.A. Dickey. In those six starts, we're talking 
six or more Ks in five of those six. He's striking guys out. He's getting it done. He's not walking the world. Gives up a home run here or there. He's going six or more innings in most of those starts. He's been really, really good. And Arizona on the road has been bad. Really, really bad. And so if Dickey can just get his knuckleball to work, he's in for a big night. Uh, Arizona striking out 22.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Dickey's got almost a 49% ground ball rate. I mentioned his Ks have been up over the uh, lately. Lefty's hitting 330, righty's 340. Arizona's got a ton of power in that ballpark. You know, a guy like Jake Lamb is scary as scary can be. But it's a great GPP play of 6600 bucks. He might get destroyed, but the upside that he has shown, you can't find an upside like that in this punt range. No one has pitched like that that consistently in this price range. He has been outstanding. And people will avoid Arizona's bats in that ballpark. His ownership will be low. If he can put it together again, you are in the driver's seat in this one. Lastly, Michael Leak, 6,400 at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Leak got blown up in three and two-thirds against Miami his last time out. Prior to that, though, 23-2, 6 And he had a couple struggles there. But as a whole, for 6,400 against a Pittsburgh mediocre offense, not bad. On the road, he's been really, really good this year, averaging 19 DraftKings points per start in his seven road starts. Uh, Pittsburgh, as a team, they aren't a big strikeout club. We know that going into it. They strike out 19% of the time versus righties. Leak's not a big strikeout guy, but he is almost a 56% ground ball guy. Um, Pittsburgh, only a 4-1-2 total, sixth lowest on the slate. Lefties, 315. Righties, 311. Barely an average Woba, an average ISO against righties. Average offense in a great pitcher's ballpark. It doesn't mean that we're in the clear with Mike Leak, but it's $6,400, another tremendous upside play similar to Dickey. I like Dickey even more, but there is tremendous upside there. So on the bottom here, seven guys I mentioned. We got uh, we got Richard, number one, Dickey, number two, McCarthy, three, Straley, four, Morton, five, Leak, six, Gossman, seven. There's two pitchers I didn't mention if you want to use them for GPP because their upside is tremendous, but they're higher priced. I mentioned the GPP punts because they're punts. Paxton, 9,900 at the White Sox. The White Sox do hit lefties very well. We know this. And it's a great hitting ballpark. Paxton does have tremendous upside. Um, White Sox don't strike out a ton, 20.6% of the time versus lefties. It's hit or miss, but if you want to use them, I see the upside big time. The other one's Sonny Gray, 8,300 at home against Cleveland. Gray's been outstanding of late. It's just that Cleveland offense is scary as scary can be, but he'll be low-owned with a lot of upside. So if you want to go there, not a problem. Cleveland doesn't strike out a ton. It just it, He's got to really pitch his butt off, which he can. But those are two GPPs I didn't mention, so go there. Again, Yankees and the Royals, we do not have their pitchers yet, so keep that in mind. Now let's get into the bats, and we'll kick it off with your catcher's position. And we're looking at, you know, you got Gary Sanchez, 4,800. Against Drew Pomeranz, that's a phenomenal matchup if you want to go that route. Pomeranz has been good of late, but, you know, you got that short porch with the green monster there in Fenway. Decent matchup, definitely. Um, Salvi Perez, 3,900 versus, versus Mr. Perez of Texas. I like that a lot with Salvi. Salvi's been phenomenal this year, averaging 10.1 points his last 10 games. You know, the break's there, but Salvi at 39 against Perez is outstanding. You got Wilson Contreras versus Goss, Gossman at 38. Tons of upside there. Righties do hit Gossman extremely well, as we know. When it comes to Gossman, I mentioned earlier, lefties 311, righties 361. So there's a lot to like there. 
with Gossman, or with Contreras versus Gossman. As you go down some more, Buster Posey versus Richard at 3800 bucks. Posey has great, great success we'll get to later against Richard. He's definitely in play. So you got some nice guys up top. Alex Avila, 3500 versus Aaron Sanchez of Toronto. Sanchez, you know, fly ball guy. Avila just mashing right-handed pitching. One of the best in all of baseball, 3500 Don't mind that at all. Uh, Robinson Chirinos, find out who Kansas City's playing, but he's always got that power upside. He's 3,400. Don't mind him at all. Riamuto, 34, is not bad. Tyler Flowers at 34 could be sneaky versus Taiwan Walker. Walker's good, but he's a big fly ball guy in that ballpark. Can make some uh, nice nice GPP ownership for Flowers with some great upside. Mike Zunino, 3,200 versus big game James. I love Zunino on Friday for 3,200 bucks. That is a really solid play. Steven Vote at 32 versus Nick Pavetta. Pavetta's got that K upside, but Vote at home in Milwaukee, definitely worth a look in that matchup. In that same game, Andrew Knapp, 3,200 for the Phillies versus Zach Davies. Lefties are hitting Davies very well this year. When we look at the Phillies, uh, lefties hitting 343 off Davies this season. So you got a couple nice plays there in the $3,200 range. As you go down some more, like Francisco Cervelli, 31 versus Leak is not bad. See who, uh, or Wilson Ramos, 3,100 versus Nalasco. There's some upside there. Nalasco's been okay of late. He got blown up his last start finally, thank goodness. They got Tampa Bay. Um, oh, I don't have the numbers here for you, sorry. But uh, definitely with look. Matt Weeders, 3,100 versus Adelman. Weeders is very inconsistent, but you're facing Adelman, who... Um, Lefties hit 335, righties 343 in that ballpark in American Small Park. That is a great matchup for Weeders. Uh, Tucker Barnhart, switch hitter, 3100 versus Gio Gonzalez. There's some upside in that matchup, but since he's catcher Barnhart, don't mind that at all. If Nick Hundley gets to start for the Giants, 31 versus Richard, he hits lefties very, very well. He's worth a look in that matchup. You got uh, a little farther down, Chris Herman versus Dickey at 29 if you want to go that direction. You can, uh, but too much farther down. There isn't a ton to like, really. Kevin Smith versus Paxton at $2,700 if you want to punt. We always like our Kevin Smith. Very cheap. I can get behind that. But really, not too much else down here. You can see what the lineups dictate, but uh, not too much past Kevin Smith. Going over to first base, Votto at $5,400 versus Geo. I love, I love, I love. Paul Goldschmidt, 51 versus Dickey. He's not bad at all. Freddie Freeman at 4,900 versus Taiwan Walker. Freeman, first base, third base eligible, is a really good-looking play. The Braves have a 4.73 team total. Lefties, 3.16. Righties, 3.22 off Walker. And we're back in SunTrust where that ball flies for Freddie and lefties out to right. Rizzo, 48 versus Gosman is not bad at all. Uh, Eric Thames, 46 versus Pavetta, first base outfield eligible. Tremendous upside on that one. He started swinging it a little better towards the end of the break. Hopefully the break didn't hurt him. Brandon Belt, 44 versus Richard. He does hit lefties just fine, so don't sleep on Belt. But he's a little pricey, so I'd probably look elsewhere. Uh, Mike Napoli, again, see who's pitching for Kansas City, but it could be a great match if Danny Duffy's going or something like that. Nap could definitely be worth a look at 43. Zimmerman at only 4300 versus Adelman is outstanding. That's a great price tag for Ryan Zimmerman versus Adelman in that ballpark. You got Bellinger versus Straley at 43 is not bad at all. 
As you go down some more, Lomo versus Ricky in Alaska at 4,100 is outstanding. Lomo's kind of slumped going into the break. Maybe the break did him well. Uh, good matchup against Ricky in Alaska right there. Uh, Jesus Aguilar, for Milwaukee. Price tag's up to 4,100, unfortunately. Still a really good matchup against Pavetta if you want to do a little Milwaukee stack in action. Aguilar was swinging a really good bat going into the break. Justin Bohr at 4K. We saw that. Just amazing show he put on in the Derby. He's 4K versus McCarthy. Justin Smoke, 3,900 versus Verlander. He's taken Verlander deep a few times. That's a sneaky upside play in that matchup. Cheap, cheap tag. Abreu, 39 versus Paxton. If you think Paxton's not going to have it, you can get the the White Sox a little cheaper than normal with good upside there. So you go down some more. Uh, you can roll with Danny Valencia as a GPP play at 38 versus Shields. I probably wouldn't, but you can. Matt Carpenter, I mentioned his success versus Cole at 3,800. That's a good price tag. Josh Bell, 3,800 versus Leak. Tremendous upside there. Matt Adams, 3,800 versus Walker. Lots of upside there with Matt Adams. Good price tag in here at 38. Mentioned Posey at 38. Adam Lind gets the start. He's only 37 versus Adam Lind in that ballpark. Lind could be a really solid GPP play. As you go down some more, you got the likes like Joey Gallo at 36. That's always worth a look in GPPs for the home run upside. Uh, Alex Avila, I mentioned him at 35. Kendris Morales, 3,500 versus Verlander. Huge success versus Verlander. We'll get into that, but Morales, you know, he's, he does it quietly. He's averaging 7.3 points. He hasn't been, like, raking in the last 10 games, 10 to 14 games. Still producing here and there, but 3,500, a lot of upside in that matchup. As you go down some more, um, you can look at the likes of Will Myers versus Cueto at 34. Cueto's been struggling, so Padres could be in play. If you want to take a real big gamble in a GPP, it could pay off big time. Their ownership will be so, so low. But here's one, and it continues. Miguel Cabrera against Aaron Sanchez. I know it's in Comerica, and it's a right-handed pitcher, but I don't care. It's Miguel freaking Cabrera against Aaron Sanchez at $3,300. That is ridiculous. That's just the price tag is just no. 3300 bucks, Outstanding. If you're fading Carrasco, you had, um, you had Yonder Alonso at 39. You go Ryan Healy at 32, first base, third base eligible. If you for some reason don't want to pay 33 for Miguel Cabrera because you're just cheap, you can get Victor Martinez for 31 if you want to go that direction. If the Yankees are throwing a lefty like Montgomery, or Sabathia. It'll most likely be Severino, Pineda, or Montgomery. It'll probably be one of those three. But for some reason, if Sabathia's in the mix too, Sam Travis, 2800 bucks, Not bad at all. Uh, as you go down some more, you got like Jose Martinez always has power upside for the Cardinals at 28. But the average isn't really there, so you're really taking a gamble. Uh, Louis Valbuena, he's not the greatest guy in the world, but he can run into one. He's first base, third base eligible at 26 against our guy Faria. That's a big, big gamble. Luke Voigt is only $2,300 bucks versus Cole. We want lefties versus Cole. We've said it over and over again, but there's tons of power with Voigt. And for $2,300, bucks, not bad at all. Cardinals, I did say third lowest total on the board. Lefties, three sixty nine. Right, he's only two eighty nine. So keep that in mind. Second base, Altuve at 53 against Barrios. Barrios is a great pitcher. Struggled the last couple times out. In that great ballpark there in Houston, Altuve could be a sneaky play. But remember last time Houston went to Minnesota for the whole series, beat the snot out of them. Daniel Murphy at 52 is outstanding versus Tim Adelman. That's a great play. Washington is going to be chalkier than chalky, but they are expensive. So it's going to be hard to get them in unless you just punt and treat it like Coors. 
Ian Happ against Gossman at 48. I like a ton. He's second base outfield eligible. He's crushing it. Switch hitter. Does it all. Like him a lot. Jose Ramirez is only 4,700 versus Sonny Gray. That's a really good price tag. Scooter Jeanette against Gio Gonzalez at 45 is not bad. I know it's lefty-lefty, but it's not bad at all. Ruggie Odor went into the break crushing the baseball. He's 4,400. Keep an eye on him. Whit Merrifield likely leading off versus uh, the lefty Perez for Texas at 43. Could be a nice GPP play. Robbie Cano. This is Mr. BVP of the day. You're going to hear him all over the place. Uh, I will get into his numbers at the end, but my goodness. Like, we're talking almost 90-plus at-bats, and the outcomes are tremendous. 4200 bucks versus James Shields. Way too cheap. He's way down the board at second base. That might be your top play of the day, let alone at second base. Robbie Cano at 4200 bucks Should be chalky at that price tag unless people just don't scroll that far, which is always possible. That's crazy. Jonathan Scope, 4100 versus Montgomery. I like that a ton. Scope gets overlooked a lot. He has tremendous power. A lot to like with uh, Scope in that matchup. Uh, Pedroia at 38. has got some nice upside. He was swinging it pretty well going into the break. Don't mind that at all. Javi Baez, $3,700. Second base shortstop eligible versus Gossman with some upside. Zobris, 36 versus Gossman. Josh Harrison, 36 versus Leak are both okay plays. Not my top plays, but they're not bad. Johnny VR is only 3,600 versus Nick Pavetta. I like that a lot. VR, you know, he missed a lot of time in the DL. He's been disappointing overall in the season, but he's been swinging it really, really well since coming back with some power, and he's trying to steal. So I like VR at 36. That's a nice piece of that Milwaukee action, really cheap in that ballpark. Um, Jose Peraza uh, facing the lefty Geo. He's second-base shortstop eligible. He's 3,400. Azurel Cabrera at 3,400 versus Sonny – or not Sonny – Versus John Gray, second base shortstop eligible. I like that quite a bit at 3,400. Nice upside there. Let's go down some more. You got like Jed Lowry, only 33 versus Carrasco. If you're fading Carrasco, you got to like that. Brad Miller is only 32 versus Nalasco. Nalasco gives up a ton of hard contact, giving up home runs. Brad Miller at 32. There's a tremendous upside at that price tag. Lots of upside. Ian Kinsler's only 3,100 versus Sanchez. If they're going to keep pricing all Detroit this cheap, you have to jump on board. I don't care if they get shut down. Upside's tremendous. Ian Kins are $3,100. Uh, that's, wow, that's crazy. As you go down some more, you like uh, Pat Valeca, 3K versus DeGrom. I wouldn't go there, but you can. If Greg Garcia cracks the lineup, it's a left-handed bat versus Coley, second base, third base at 28. If you need to go that route, which I try to avoid, like Eric Gonzalez of Cleveland, he's second base shortstop. He's 27 versus Gray. Paul DeJong, second base shortstop eligible. He's only 2,600 versus Cole. If you're going to punt, we know we want lefties versus Cole, but the power upside of DeJong is tremendous at 2,600 bucks. That is a great punt. We want punts with upside, and that is a punt with a ton of upside. That is a really, really sneaky good play if you're fading Cole um, in that matchup. Let's head over to the third base position where we're usually and always let off. Not tonight, though. Chris Bryant, $5,200 against Gosman. Sneaky good play. Freddie Freeman, 49, like I mentioned. Love it. Jake Lamb, he's been slumping of late. He's facing a knuckler. Great ballpark for lefties, 4800 bucks. Jose Ramirez mentioned him at 47 I like a ton. Travis Shaw at 46 versus Pavetta is outstanding. like that play a lot. Anthony Rendon, $4,600, definitely in play, but I'd almost pay $46 for Shaw, but Rendon in a great matchup versus Adelman in that ballpark. Can't hate on that at all. 
Marvin Gonzalez has been on fire. It is Jose Barrios, so beware. But third base outfield eligible at 46. Justin Turner's 46. And Arenado's 45. Mustakas can hit lefties. He's 44. Not the best matchups for these guys, but we know the upside of these guys. Arenado's usually in the 5K. He's only 45, but I know it's DeGrom. So beware. Manny Machado's 4300 bucks. That is a great matchup versus Montgomery. I like that quite a bit. Keep an eye on Beltre at 42. Jericho at 42 are okay. Bregman's up to 4K. Josh Donaldson's only 39 versus Verlander. I like that quite a bit. Todd Frazier at 38 versus uh, Paxton with some nice upside. Uh, is not bad at all. Mikel Franco's been swinging it better of late in Milwaukee in that nice hitter's ballpark against Zach Davies. He's only 3700 bucks if you want a GPP play. A guy that can get you a zero but can get you, you know, at least one homer if not two. So the upside is definitely there. Eugenio Suarez first the lefty Gio Gonzalez $3,700 a lot of upside there with Eugenio he started out the year on fire slowed down a little bit but still some really really good upside in that matchup lefty's 259 righty's 321 versus Gio so Suarez definitely worth a look there at 3700 bucks will be low owned mentioned Joey Gallo yeah Evan Longoria 36 versus Nalasco not bad at all he's got some decent history against him as you go down some more, you got the likes of uh, uh, if Dietrich gets to start, he's 34. You got Castellanos, 3,300 versus Sanchez, which is great. Another mispriced guy. I know he's slumping. But Kyle Seeger at 3,300 versus James Shields. Seattle's getting a discount versus James Shields. Maybe it was supposed to be Quintana. Maybe uh, that would make sense since Quintana got dealt to the Cubs, so they had to move the rotation around. So DK priced everybody to face Quintana. That would make sense. That would make a ton of sense. It just dawned on me now. That's probably what happened. But if this was always going to be James Shields, these prices make zero sense. Going down some more, you got Corey Spangenberg, a lefty versus Cueto at 33. Healy at 32 versus Carrasco, as mentioned before. David Fries, he's 31 versus Leak. He has really, really good history versus Leak. We will mention that the Pirates, as a team, has some decent history versus Leak. As you go down some more for some punt plays, like Martin Prado's only 2,900 versus McCarthy. I believe Prado's on the DL, though, but keep an eye on that. He might be back. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I thought he was going. No, he is back. He's back. So you got Prado at 29. Uh, I mentioned Greg Garcia at 28. Uh, Ryo Ruiz, 27 versus Walker. There's some nice upside. Sneaky power. Um, a guy versus Walker who lefties hit well. In that ballpark, it's a punt. He's all or nothing, but 2700 bucks worth a gamble if you need to. Um, as you go down some more, Jay Green Juan for the Giants versus the lefty Richard at 26 has some upside in that one. Can't hate on that one at all. But that's about it when it comes to third base punts. You're usually paying up at third base, but there is some value down below tonight. There's value at every position, which really lets you get some nice pitches if you want. Or you can get. There's a lot of ways to attack the slate, like I said. Going to shortstop, Segura, 4,800 versus James Shields is still might be too cheap. Leading off, then you can get Cano uh, cheap, Seager. We'll see what the outfielders hold. You can get some nice Seattle action in a great uh, hitting ballpark. Definite shift from Safeco. Correa, 47 versus Barrios. Seager, 47 versus Straley. Both very intriguing plays there. Uh, Zach Cozart hits lefties very, very well. Facing Gio at 4,300 is tempting. Elvis Andrews, 42, is outstanding. He's been crushing it. Good price tag right there. Lindor at 42. Um, 
You got Didi Gregorius, 3,900 versus Palm Ryan. Like, I always tell you guys, hits lefties really well. He's taken Palm deep a time or two. He's like 5 for 11 or 6 for 11 in his career against Palm. Small sample, but hitting him well. As you go down some more, like Chris Owens versus Dickey at 39 might be worth a gamble. Tim Anderson, 37 versus the lefty Paxton could be in play. Mentioned Javi Baez already. Uh, a guy we've been playing a lot. His price tag has been going up, but he's still only 3,600. The left-handed bat, usually batting second for the Phillies. Freddie Galvis versus Zach Davies. That's a really nice play in that matchup. Always low-owned. I'm telling you, Phillies and Brewers are both cheap. Everyone will flock to the Brewers in that matchup. You can get some Phillies. You can game stack that. You can game stack that a little bit. Mini stacks there with the mini stack of the Reds Nationals, your two high totals. There's a lot of ways to attack this slate without going too heavy on one game because there's going to be a lot of home runs most likely, so you're going to want to get a little bit of all the action. Going into the break, Tulo was really swinging it well. He's facing Verlander at 35 if you want to gamble. Uh, Jordy Mercer, 34 versus Leak. He's been crushing right-handed pitching this year, crushing it, and has great history against Leak. So uh, at $3,400, it could be very nice for Jordy Mercer. I mentioned Peraza already at 34. Could tell Marte at 34. Uh, Marcus Simeon at 32 has some really nice upside if you want to go that route. Uh, Jerks and Profar, outfield shortstop, if he gets to start, he's only 31. He hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but some upside in that matchup. Jorge Polanco, 3K versus Morton. Our boy JT Riddle, 3K. He's up to three against McCarthy. Still has some nice value there. Brandon Crawford, it's lefty as well. He's 3K versus Richard. Don't hate that. Uh, Orlando Garcia, swinging a pretty good bat the last month. He's only 2,900 versus Pavetta. Sucks he hits towards the bottom, but... Definite upside there. Dansby Swanson at 28 with some upside versus Walker. They both been swinging pretty decent bats. So interesting matchups there with some upside. Paul DeJong again. He's second base shortstop. He's 2600 bucks. He's the punt of punts up the middle. I know we want lefties versus Cole, but that power upside is tremendous at that price tag. These prices, man, they were going in the right direction before the break, but, man, they dropped off again. Um, and then our, our other guy, third base shortstop eligible, Zhu Wee Lin. 2200 bucks for the Red Sox versus the Yanks. Lefty or righty, I don't care. He's been money for us this year as a punt. He's only 2200 again. He just leaves you with so much flexibility after that. Even And he's averaging 5.7 points. Really a lot to love with Lynn. Let's head to the outfield and wrap her up. Bryce Harper, 56 versus Adelman, is outstanding. You got Aaron Judge to just put on a display of all displays at the Derby. He's 5500 versus Pomeranz. Springer, 5,500 versus Barrio, 27 homers at the break. My goodness. McCutcheon, 4,900 bucks. Outstanding. Ian Happ, I mentioned at 48. You got Ben Intendi at 47. All decent plays. Domingo Santana, having a really good first half. He's 4,700 versus Pavetta. will be super low owned. I love me some Adam Duvall against Gio at 47. A lot to love there. I'm telling you, everyone's going to flock to the Nationals. Don't forget about the Reds, guys. Gio's regression train is going to come. He's been super lucky this year. He's been getting it done. He's been living in the hard contact. He's been doing it all. We talk about it all the time. The regression chain is going to come eventually, so be ready. Mookie Betts finished the half really nicely. He's 4,600. I mentioned Thames at 46. You got Blackman against DeGrom at 46 if you want to go GPP. Because you're not likely stacking Colorado versus DeGrom, but, you know, one-offs here and there aren't bad. Kepler, 46 versus Morton with tremendous upside. Uh, Nelly Cruz, 4,500 versus Shields. I like a ton. Trout is back, and he's only 4,500. One of the cheaper tags you will ever see. He's supposed to be activated for the, for Friday night's game. He's 4,500 versus Faria. 
Uh, you got Jeanette at 45. Josh Reddick went into the half swing at well. He's 45 versus Berrios. Nova Mazar with his power upside is only 44. A lot to like in this range. You got Aaron Althair, 44 against Davies is not bad. The Trumbomb, 43 versus Montgomery. Upside versus Montgomery. Dexter Fowler, that's one of the lefties I forgot. It's pretty much Fowler and Carpenter. Fowler's only 43 versus Cole. Uh, he was swinging it pretty well going into the break. So, he's, yeah, he's averaging 11.5 points his last 10 games. So keep an eye on Fowler at 4,300. Uh, Stevens, who's a junior at 43, gets righties extremely well. Shebler, 43. Jay Bruce, 43. Some nice 43s. Cody Bellinger, first base outfit eligible. Only 4,300 bucks for Stan Straley. I love I like Straley as a punt play, but Bellinger at that price tag is just outstanding. Can't ignore that. Another one you can't ignore, Justin Upton. Only 4200 bucks for Sanchez. Upton, really good first half, especially like the last month. That's a great price tag in that matchup. Uh, you got Gregory Polanco, 4200 versus Leak. Lefties versus Leak. Billy Hamilton. I know it's a lefty starting for the Nationals and Geo, but Billy Hamilton's 4200 bucks. You can steal a bit on Geo. Got Stanton and Ozuna, 42 versus McCarthy. Aren't bad. Low Kane versus the lefty Perez. Kane hits lefties really well. He's only 4K. I like that quite a bit. Malik Smith leading off against Alaska at 4K has tremendous upside. Conforto and Broxton, both 4K, are not bad. J.D. Martinez is only 3900 bucks. That is a great play at 3900 There's so much value today. You can. I'm going to try to put a gra- grass go to ground lineup later. It's going to be fun. Senchu Chu, 39. If a righty starting, he'll be leading off. Bonifacio, some power upside for Perez at 39 for the Royals. Bradley Zimmer, 3900 bucks versus Gray. That's tempting as a punt GPP type play. I'm not saying go all in, but it's tempting. Jock Peterson for some power upside at 39 is not bad. As you go down some more, the Milkman, 3800 bucks versus Paxton. He's hitting righties or lefties really, really well this year, so don't sleep on the Milkman. And then I want, guy I want to mention, Gerard Dyson. 3800 bucks for the Mariners against James Shields. Another value play. If he's batting ninth, he wraps around the stack. They might lead him off. You never know what they're going to do with Dyson. Got 10 points his last time out. He's averaging 7.6 his last 10. Playing really good baseball the last few weeks of the first half. So draw Dyson at 38 could be a nice GPP play in that matchup. Cole Calhoun's always an interesting GPP option at 38. You got Nick Williams and his left-handed bat versus Zach Davies at 3800 bucks. Um, he went deep. He got his first career homer in his last game uh, of the first half. This kid has tremendous talent, tremendous upside. Once he gets going, it'll be fun to watch. This could be a nice play at 3800 bucks in this matchup. Uh, as you go down some more, you like Eddie Rosario and his power at 38. Nick Marcakis against Walker at 38 and Enciarte at 38. Both nice lefty bats against Walker. Very good price tags. Schwarber at 37 hit a little better since coming back up. Not great still, but better at 37. Adam Jones, very hit and miss, but 37 versus Montgomery is not bad. Clint Frazier, welcome to the big leagues. What a weekend he had. Uh, last 10 games, 11.4 points. He's 3,700 versus Pomeranz. That could be a fun one right there. Not bad at all. Keep an eye on uh, – no, did he get called up? I think he did. Yes, he did. If Cameron Perkins gets to start, he's got some interesting power – for Philadelphia, he's 3,700. He's a right-handed bat, but some interesting power will be extremely low-owned. I'm not saying go use him. Don't use him at all if you don't want to gamble, but it's all or nothing, but could be interesting. Same price. There's a lot of 38s, 37s here. Brian Goodwood leading off for uh, the 
the Nationals against Adelman. That's a great price tag at 37. Pricing's horrible on the slate. The more I go through this, this is horrific pricing. You can put together awesome lineups. Like, outstanding. Mitch Hanniger, 36 versus Shields. Tremendous upside. Um, John Jay, likely leading off for the Cubs. Only 3,600 versus Gossman. If you guys think they're going to get to Gossman or you want some one-offs at upside, that's another one. Jose Bartista versus Verlander at 35. Avisla Garcia versus the lefty Paxton at 35. By no means am I telling you to play all these guys, but they're in great spots. Mix and match. Hit me up, like I say, on Twitter, and I'll help you the best I can. There's some I really like, which I try to make a point to you, but there's a lot of great situations here to attack. Uh, Corey Dickerson versus Ricky Nolasco at only 3,500. C-Dick used to be close to 5K. That's all I have to say. Hunter Pence, he's struggled. Does have some okay history versus Richard. He's 3500 bucks. Was hitting better his last few games. He was averaging 7.4 his last 10. So maybe he's going to break out of it. It's a risky play. So you go down some more. Like Robbie Grossman at 34. Christian Yellick's only 34 versus McCarthy. That's not bad at all. Uh, ben Gamble, 3300 versus Shields is outstanding. Usually he's batting first or second versus a righty. Tons of upside there with Gamble. As you go down some more, you got the likes of Adam Frazier, likely leading off versus Leak at only 3,300. You love that lefty bat there. As you go down some more, Jose Perel has been on fire. He's 3,300 bucks versus Cueto. I know it's a righty versus Cueto. And righties and lefties both, it's just the walks that are killing Cueto. But Perel is hitting a lot, lot of people and hitting them very well. Spangenberg, 33. Jorge, Jorge Soler is a phenomenal value play here. Facing a lefty at $3,200, that power could be huge. Would not be shocked if he has a decent game because he, he needs to or he's going to find himself unemployed pretty soon. The talent's there. He crushed it in AAA again, so not a bad look if he makes the lineup. Uh, Ryan Rayburn, we prefer him versus lefties, but if he makes the lineup, they usually bat him like second. Um, with the injuries to the outfield, he might crack it. And he's only 3100 versus Adelman in that ballpark. Lots of upside there. Manny Margot, 31 with some upside against Cueto. As you go down some more, there's not as much to like. Hunter Renfro's day-to-day. Alex Gordon, no. Willie Garcia at 29 is okay versus Paxton. I could see that as an option. As you go down, Odabel Herrera. We know he's struggling this year, but he's a lefty, still hitting towards the top of the order. Um, usually, not always, against Davies. He had a big final game of the first half. He's only $2,900. Lots of upside for that price tag, which is what we want in our pump plays. Lots of lots of upside. Jose Martinez, 28, like I mentioned at first base. He's got some power in his bat for sure. As you go down some more, it gets really bleak really quick. Um, wow. There's not a ton to like here. It takes longer to scroll through now because they put all these potential prospects getting called up. So there's a lot of guys that aren't even playing. you got to navigate through. But um, Jacob Brugman, 24, I'd rather not against Carrasco. But GPP-wise, it could be intriguing, but I'd probably say no. Go go punt, go punt, you know, Lynn at shortstop or something before you do something stupid like that. But, yeah, tons of upside at every position. That wraps up our outfielders. But, man, you can get below 4K guys everywhere. Cano 42 is outstanding. Lots and lots and lots to like with the bats. You can get any pitching you want tonight and almost the, any bat situation you want. Uh, let's take a quick look at the BVP I mentioned. I know I'm not the biggest BVP guy, but I've noticed sometimes it pays off, and you guys do like it. You guys have reached out to me appreciating it, so 
as often as I can. If I'm not going too long, I'll bring it up. So uh, I mentioned the Pirates' good success for his leak. Freeze, 16 for 34 lifetime with, a, with four doubles, a homer, six RBIs for a 471 clip. Jordy Mercer, 12 for 32. That's a 375 average with uh, two doubles in that. You got Andrew McCutcheon, 22 for 83. I know it's only a 265 click, but he's seen him a lot. Two doubles, two homers in that long period of time. So not bad there. Uh, I mentioned Matt Carpenter versus Garrett Cole. 12 for 32 lifetime. That's a 375 average with one double and four home runs versus Cole. So he definitely likes what he sees right there. As you go down some more, you know, like I said, DD 6 for 11 versus Pomerantz. Super small sample, but he's gone deep on him in those at-bats. Some more to keep an eye on. You got like Jose Bautista, 6 for 19 versus Verlander with two homers. That's a 316 average. Smokes, 5 for 18. It's 278 average, but three of those five hits are home runs. I mentioned Kendris Morales versus, um, versus Verlander. He's 13 for 43. That's a 302 average with four doubles and two homers. That's why I think he can be sneaky. And Josh Donaldson, small sample, but 6 for 15 for a 400 average. Verlander's been up and down, like very up and down this year. It's been scary with him, so he's hard to trust. Uh, DeGrom, by the way, phenomenal numbers versus the current Rockies. Really good numbers. Hopefully that stays. Um, as we go down some more down the list, you got the likes of uh, this is the one. Here it is. First, Kyle Seeger. I told you super cheap. Was he 32 or 3,300? He's 7 for 17 lifetime. I know it's a small sample, but it's a 412 average. Three of those seven hits are home runs. Um, the one, though. Robinson Cano, 37 for 90, 90 at bats. That is a good sample size, folks. All the BVP haters out there, this counts. 37 for 90, a 411 batting average. 16 of those 37 hits are extra base hits. Nine doubles, two triples, five homers. He scored 14 runs and has 17 RBIs and seven walks against big game James. So he's gotten on base 44 out of his 97 times against James. A 454 OBP. He's $4,200 in that ballpark. That's criminal. Like, I don't care if he goes over. You can't ask for anything more than that. He should be chalk. He should be owned everywhere. Um, super small samples, but if Jason Hamill is starting for Kansas City, which I'm seeing on this page now, I haven't seen anything official. If he is starting, he's pitched better of late. But you got like Elvis Andrews, 5 for 11 with a triple, small sample. Chu, 5 for 11 with a double, small sample. Uh, Beltrace, 4 for 16. But uh, super small samples, but something to keep an eye on. As you go down some more, Michael Brantley, 6 for 14 against Sonny Gray. That could have been a lot of last year's struggles. Long, uh, Longo versus Nalasco, 6 for 21. It's only a 286 average, but three of those six hits for extra bases, two doubles, and a homer. And then last but not least, I mentioned Buster Posey's 11 for 27 lifetime versus Clayton Richards. It's a 407 average. Four of those 11 hits, extra bases, two doubles, two home runs against Richard. Now when we're stacking, I told you some strategies throughout the podcast. we got Nationals, highest team total. Adelman's a gas can. They're expensive, chalky, great play all across the board. Love them. Uh, the Brew Crew, 509 team total against Pavetta. Lefty's 289, righty's 415. So he's got reverse splits. Which makes Santana even sneakier, but I still love the lefties. Aguilar can be sneaky. Shaw's great. Thames is hitting better. And I really like the value with Johnny VR. Really good value there with VR, the way he's swinging it of late. And then Arcia with the reverse splits. He's batting like seventh or eighth, which sucks. He's not a bad look. 
the catchers and Pena and vote. Also not bad. I'm not saying do full game stacks. There's so many options tonight. Keep it smaller is what I recommend. You know, if a game goes off, great. But I remember I always tell you, when there's going to be a lot of home runs, your stack better have a lot of home runs. And if there's only two or three homers in the game, you better have all three. And it also means some guys in your stack aren't homering. So you got to remember these things. Uh, Mariners, third highest total at 5.04. They were stupid cheap, stupid cheap. Lefties 380, righties 369 for Shields. Yes, Seattle Mariners, everybody. The Orioles versus Montgomery, I liked a lot. Montgomery's been good. He's been somewhat limiting the hard contact. But the Orioles, you never know. 503 total. They're hitting a lot better versus lefties this was late, like the last month or so. Really hitting them well. Machado's heating up. You got Jones and Trumbull, all very affordable. Scope, who I love, all affordable. And I forgot to mention, and I always do, and I feel stupid for it. I have to tweet you. But Wellington Castillo, very affordable catcher. I'll even look it up right now as I blabber on and on and on. He's always extremely affordable, and he crushes lefties. He's thirty-two hundred bucks. Solid catching option there with Castillo. Cubs versus Gossman, definitely in play. Reverse splits, remember that. Um, but the member, what I told you with the Nationals and Brewers games, look at the opponents. The Reds four nine zero total versus Geo. That's sixth highest on the board. That's a sneaky play, and they have some value. Not as expensive as the Nationals. Um, you got the Royals versus Perez. Righties hit three forty-seven off Martin Perez. That's worth a decent look. Astros are always in play. D-backs versus Dickey, but I, I, I like Dickey. If he gets blown up, he gets blown up, but there's something there. Braves have a high total against Walker. They're sneaky because everyone in that game will go to the Diamondbacks. Um, Tigers versus Sanchez are way too cheap. Way too cheap. Rangers versus – if Jason Hamill is starting, the Rangers are a very solid play. Tough ballpark, but a very solid play. Phillies versus Zach Davies. I love lefties hitting 343, righties 316. That's the other one in the Milwaukee half. Like that a lot. And it goes on and on and on. There's a lot to like tonight. Really good pitching to choose from. Some nice gambles that make for fun GPP options that if they go off, you are driving it well. But also, great hitting options. Uh, I like when it's not super obvious. There's some very obvious plays, no doubt. Cano, the Nationals, stuff like that. But you also have great pivot options. Like not, they're risky, but not like super risky like some nights. They're like really good pivot options. So we have a lot to go with. Great pitching. Up top, DeGrom Carrasco in the middle. Faria, Cole, Cueto. Down below, you got Richard, Dickey, McCarthy, Straley, Morton, Leak, Gossman, Paxton and Gray if you need to gamble. A lot to like. I know I blabbed on and on and on, but I hope you guys are excited about baseball, DFS, being back, and just baseball in general. We're back. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Uh, Benched with Bubba, episode 44, Game of Thrones, season 7 preview with our good buddy at George Sports. Uh, check out Around the Bases with Bubba and Mo, episode 20. Lots to talk about. You know, Second half predictions, went over our first half, some all-star break talk, trade talk, lots of good stuff there. Um, we'll have the usual NASCAR coming this week. I've got UFC free on Sunday morning. A lot going on as usual. Check it all out. Follow me on Twitter, at Mediantric. I'll, I'll answer all the questions I can. I usually do my best there. I'll tweet out what I can, when I can. But sometimes I'm too busy to tweet out every lineup. So that's why you listen to this first. Um, but good luck. Please spread the word of this. Let's keep growing it because the more we spread it, the more we get going, the more I can make this bigger and better and the other stuff on the site bigger and better. Um, rate and review it. We need as many rate and reviews as we can and subscribe. So check it all out. But more importantly, good luck on Friday. Uh, a, a really, really solid 15-game slate, and I'll be back with you guys on Saturday. But, again, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, July
July 14th, 15 game slate edition. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.